Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Gerhardt's back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast. And once again, I'm Jim Gerhardt, and along with Bob Williams, my friend and esteemed colleague, and also the Dean of American Traffic Reporters. Yeah, we, sur- we survived the uh, Columbus Day weekend, Jim. Uh, that was surprised. It was very quiet. Yeah, Nobody but, started tearing things yeah, down. Yeah, I was going to say, all the statues are still where they belong, yeah, right? Uh, it's an amazing thing. I, uh... Wanted, I, I, You're talking about traffic uh, before we I, got Yeah, I was uh, talking about traffic this because this was a, 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 a commute from hell. This morning, yeah. yeah. Route 295. Now, I was sailing up Route 295 from South Jersey toward the central part of the state. And in Burlington, they have one of these electronic road signs. Right, that tells you how far. Yeah, it, it tells you along. how far. And it said, normally, to Route 1 from there, it says 17 or 18 minutes. Mm-hmm. I looked at that thing this morning. It said 69 minutes. Ooh. Yeah, normally those things are pretty accurate, too. Yeah. I guess you but, did but, you but stick around to find out. Why? There was no indication. It could, it could have been an earlier accident. It could have been a whole bunch of different things. But, but it could have been. Right. There no, was I didn't early, do it. See, see I was right. going to be really smart up around the so-called yeah. scenic outlook or overlook right. or that in Burlington or in uh, Bordentown. So I get off and I come in. To, I'm going to sneak over through Trenton on Route 29. It was just as bad because mm. everybody had the same idea. Yes. Maybe people but, were off for the weekend and, you know, we, we're taping here on Tuesday. So maybe everybody's coming in at the same time. But I wonder at what point I remember just probably in the middle 90s, there was a big traffic survey in New Jersey. The prediction by traffic experts was in at least in 15 years there would be gridlock in New Jersey. There would be no way that traffic could move. Now, that was 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yep. I wonder how close we're getting. We're probably getting very close. I mean, and, and we have nobody else to blame but the generations before us because they did not build enough highways to well, sustain the growth. It? Who could have anticipated that every American would have three or four cars? Well, that's a good you know, point. And uh, where they're driving from and things yeah. like that. Uh, I guess the people that built the original interstate well, system couldn't have figured that one out. When they built it, you had everybody lived out. There was a city or a place to go. Everybody had some place, the cities, you know, where people went to work, right. where businesses, there, shopping. Now it's all over the place. So the pattern is, is rather hectic. Jersey politics had a lot to do with oh. that back in the 60s. Yes, they kept from that interstate, the big missing interstate 95 yeah. being built for 20 miles. All the politics that played around there, not in my backyard type deal. I wonder if, if how many people know that or recognize that. The reason that you cannot get from Key West to Bangor, Maine on Route 95. Is because of the New Jersey politicians. You can everywhere in New Jersey except the politicians these were almost local and state. Yep, uh, had enough power Princeton. to stop Route 295 from going through Mercer County. Right, they didn't want it going through the rich backyards of yeah. the, the big farms back in the day, and, and they, they had didn't. enough power to pull it off. Yes, they did, and, and so, it could have happened. And that road will never be built, Jim. And we're going to be stuck with gr- gridlock for the rest of our is lives. Is there any? You now, traffic, of course, is your business. Are there? Is there any group, anybody in New Jersey, studying this? How to? sort of avoid this kind of thing i've not heard of it 
I'm sure that there are. I'm not sure. I'm not I mean, aware. We, we of, got we got what committees? You got the committees. You got uh, the to, DOTs. To do everything under the got, sun, but I've not heard of one. You've to do got that. advocates for for uh, transportation, yeah. but really, frankly, there there's there's nothing that that ship has sailed. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, all of the right of ways were were purchased, were sold right, for that right, for yes. that parcel of uh, interstate that was going to be built. Mm-hmm. Um, there there really is no room to expand the state networks. Like they're they're doing patchwork on Route uh, 31 to make that a little bit wider. 206 has always been a problem through the Hillsborough area uh, trying to build that bypass. They built a one-mile oh, bypass yeah, yeah. that was never connected to the main roadway. So it's basically a road to nowhere. They're finally starting to finish the uh, the connectors. But even so, it's it, it, that ship has sailed. We, Route, we're pretty much stuck. With Route 1 in, in around Pennington, you mentioned that. Now, if a Martian had come down and taken a look at that, his conclusion would be that they're actually narrowing Route thirty one, right? Even 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 <laughs> because even, this is what's happened to it. <laughs> even a Martian couldn't land on thirty one. There's well, not enough room. It, it, but again, there's no there's no sign of anything going on. In fact, I have to go up there today to. Uh, uh, oh, lucky uh, you! I know, I know. Yeah. Uh, and you get behind a truck, and uh, there goes your day. Yeah. I tell you, speaking of politics, I want to get to something. I know uh, Governor Murphy is uh, what not held in the absolute highest of esteem by many of the people on this radio station. I know there's much criticism. There seems to be a little bit of, uh, hmm, what, peak from either side against the other. He doesn't like the station of the people, and they, of course, are constantly after him. Uh, But he did one thing. I've got to give him his due. Now, Governor Murphy is like certainly the prototype, in a sense, of the super rich people who decide that they're bored and they need a toy to play with. And so government's an easy one because you can buy Mm -hmm. an election, which of course he did, which Uh, we've seen that done a couple of times in a democratic state. You're a shoe in. So he bought himself a job and now get criticism for, but I've got to hand him something. Oh, I would say the next step beyond that is preening yourself for a national office. And there's no way he could deny or, well, he can deny it, that he's not looking. See, the Democrats do not have any outstanding person standing out there as a presidential candidate. They have to hang on to Hillary Clinton because, as I understand it, the Clintons are financing the whole National Democratic Party. (laughs) They're having trouble raising money. And so the Clintons and the so-called Clinton Foundation. So this is why, going back to the election, that the National Democratic Party shooed Bernie Sanders out of the picture. They had to. They all depended on he Hillary was, he Clinton was for their jobs. It all up. He was messing everything up. Yeah. And, uh, but anyway, they don't have any outstanding candidate, and I don't know that they would be dumb enough to run Hillary Clinton again, although who knows. And so I'm sure this is in the back of the governor's mind. As I've said so many times, in politics, once you are elected, it does something to you. Uh, I don't know if it's an elected job. But I've already said the Gloucester County Poultry Inspector mm. in New Jersey sits at his desk when he comes out of the hen house. He's brushing feathers away and, uh, you know, kind of scraping his boots yeah. and dreaming that he's sitting in the Oval Office. But anyway, that's, that's the politics. Everybody's got the higher aspirations. Everybody's got higher aspirations. But here's what, here's what Governor Murphy did. It was brilliant. He hired a person who had been a convicted corrupt official, had taken bribes, and had gone to jail for it. There's no doubt about it. this was a corrupt public official. So the governor hires him after he gets out. And then when it turns out that I believe in New Jersey, once you've been convicted of that, you can't hold public office. 
And so the governor had, he didn't back off, but they had the man resign. So you think that's over with. But the governor doubled down on it and saying he was proud that he gave the ex, the corrupt official, a job in his administration. Oh, because be, be, well, I think I heard something as well. Like the oh, because he's he's paid his dues. Yeah. He's he's paid his debt to society. Remember, he's tie reformed. A yellow, tie yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. I <laughs> yes. guess the governor retired a ribbon. Yeah, there. he learned I've his done lesson. My time to do to do. Yeah, but anyway, here, here's the point. Here's how why this was brilliant. He pandered to the what would you call it? The corrupt official community. See, in America, everybody has a community, a group. <laughs> Politicians now have figured out, and the Democrats have been doing this, Republicans trying since way back in history, they try to corral a certain group because this group has some kind of a cohesive ethnicity. Uh, it could be a belief, it could be a religion, or it could be a language. Because if you can pander to that, then you get the whole bunch. You don't have to ground individually and knock on doors to get elected. You know if a person is of a certain uh group that they're going to vote for you because you got a lock on it. Democrats have had a lock on the being the party of the poor and the minorities over 50 years, well, well over 50 yeah. years yeah. and the poor and minorities are still poor and they're still, you know, minorities still having difficulties, but they got a lock on it. So here's the governor comes along and he stands out and this got a lot of attention that he had doubled down on saying he's proud to have hired an ex uh, corrupt public official not an ex-felon particularly, but an ex-corrupt public official. Well, in New Jersey, that's a hell of a lot of votes, <laughs> potentially. That's right. And across the country, if he becomes the patron of corrupt public officials, that's enough to, that's enough to tip an election. Yeah, that's right, enough to right put him over the top. So I thought it was an absolutely brilliant move that nobody else has thought of before. Mm -hmm. Everybody's thought of, well, I'm going to get the Hispanics, I'm going to get the African Americans, I'm going to get the South Sea slash other, you know, whatever mm -hmm. ethnic group you come up with, uh, and I'm going to do something here, I'm going to stand out and do something for them. They'll all love me, they'll all vote for me. I don't have to worry about them anymore. Take them for granted, mm -hmm. which the Democratic Party, of course, does. Yes. In fact, we had a, a prominent... Uh, African-American person, and I don't remember who it was, in New Jersey, who was lamenting the fact the other day. Uh, I think they were talking about the Menendez election, and he said that uh, Menendez and the Democrats take black people's vote for granted. And so maybe that's turning a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so you see that Menendez neck and neck oh, with sleaze bobs and a little bit of hot water yeah, with right now. Uh, with uh, Bob Hugan. It's uh, yeah. neck and neck. I mean, there was a headline. I'll, I'll show you. It was in the paper the other day that uh, Menendez is hanging by a bikini strap. Oh boy! And there's a picture of the. Oh boy! Uh, you you know why that's nasty? <laughs> you know why that's nasty? Do you remember the big flap? Menendez and his friend Melman, the great yep. ophthalmologist from Florida. There he is, Jim. And there are the oh, ladies that uh, are Menendez, they? They are the girls. Those are the girls that uh, Menendez. What paper is that? That's the Post, New York Post. Oh, I, I, from, I thought uh, maybe people had forgotten that from Sunday. Yeah, those are the ladies that uh, were let in via visa. Oh, with, okay. Uh, These were Melman's, uh, yeah, Melman's friends. What shall we say? His friends. Yes. That Menendez made uh, made arranged some calls for them to be brought into this country right. from. Uh, from the Dominican. Dominic oh, it was all over yeah. Latin America. Mm -hmm. Beauty yeah. queens and everything mm -hmm. would be brought in for the you know, the company mm -hmm. of uh, the senator's friend. Right. And, of course, there was some accusation that the senator may have had his toe in the door, too. <laughs> <laughs> he was a stick in the uh, wood pile. Apparently, he took a bunch of flights with uh, this with his buddy. Oh, yeah. Right. But yeah. but, but the, one of the big scandalous things was it said that he and Menendez, it, uh, Menendez or uh, Melman, 
uh, used to invite the senator to stay at a some very luxurious resort that he had something to do with in the Dominican Republic. Right. And, and vacation. Now, this is where the free airplane, yeah. you know, that scandal came in. Uh, but there was a story that came out that they had also, or at least the senator, had had, uh, well, let's say, uh, less uh, or more than friendly relations with two underage teenage girls. And so that got to be a story. Well, at one point, the story came out that the senator and his friend had had their attorney talk, question these girls. And after they questioned the girls and spent some time, the girls denied that it happened. Uh, so I don't know, either the girls had lied in the first place or else they weren't lying and they're the two richest kids in the <laughs> Dominican right. Republic mm-hmm. right now. But, uh, again, as you know, people have pointed out, it's a democratic state, knee jerk Democrat voters, especially if you have the name of a large minority group, uh, you figure that you can clean up. I don't think it ever occurred to him that he doesn't automatically get reelected. So he may get something of a surprise. Well, it, it's, Otherwise history may repeat itself and he gets reelected and he gets six more years of uh, being of self-service of uh, providing uh, what nice things for himself. It's uh, at the public. Uh, I'll tell you, this is the closest that, uh, that uh, voters are to being able to put out a, uh, a corrupt politician in years. But the, People, there's no, you see, he was not convicted of being corrupt. That's, it, 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 these people learned how to walk a very, very narrow right. line. Everything but. Uh-huh. He, was, he, he well, couldn't get any closer. Didn't than, we say last week that New Jersey is known, I think according to some study, the most legally corrupt state. Yeah. Not the most corrupt state right. with its politicians, mm-hmm. but the most legally corrupt mm-hmm. because they make the laws. Mm-hmm. Now, if Bonnie and Clyde had been able to make the laws regarding bank robbery— Right. It would be another matter, Yeah, I think. Uh, Bob Hugan's people are going door to door in some districts, and they're actually leaving things at the door, you know, their, 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 uh, their advertisements, and also saying, get out the vote. We're very close to knocking this guy out, so your vote counts. It's going to be very interesting the next mm-hmm. uh, three weeks. I, I'm, I'm very excited about this. One of the interesting things that happens as you get older, your mind is just so jam full of things <laughs> that everything brings up a deja vu. Yeah. Now, you talk about going door to door and winning an election that you probably would not under normal circumstances. You go back to the, the race for the Democratic nomination of John F. Kennedy back in 1960. Now, they figured out that they had a West Virginia primary that was very important. Nobody ever heard of Kennedy outside Massachusetts. But they had this big West Virginia primary, and the big guns were in there running, trying to get it. And so the Kennedy family, the old man, all figured out a a, a neat plan. What they did, they also went door to door, and they passed out Kennedy for a Democratic nomination for the presidency literature, but also... There was a half pint of whiskey <laughs> wrapped up in a little half pint bottle of whiskey wrapped up in it. And so he won hands down. Right. They had people coming out of the hills because they set up places and said, you know, come and listen to this and we'll give you. They didn't mention that, but, they, you know, you can pick up literature. Right. And as they went out, they went out with their booze, went back up into the hills. <laughs> but they did turn out and vote. And that's history. More history coming up after this historic word. Hi, I'm Jim Gerhardt. I'd like to uh, tell you another story about Robert Dukansky at Remax First Advantage. An investor in Port Reading found out the power of Rob Dukansky's marketing and why having a huge database of buyers is so important. 
Now, the buyer purchased and renovated a home, but it was sitting directly across from the turnpike, and that meant trouble. But no problem for Rob Dukansky. Rob and his team came in. They designed a specific marketing plan, matched the buyers to it. After 13 showings in two weeks, a bidding war took place, and it got him over the asking price. Now, that is the power of Rob Dukansky. Rob guarantees to sell your home at a price and a deadline you agree to, or he'll buy it. No risk because he'll let you out of the contract anytime. So what do you do if your real estate agent can't sell your home? Well, you call the official real estate agent of 101.5, and the only agent I would think of calling if I needed to sell my home, that's Rob Dukansky, 855-350-1015, 855-350-1015, or go online to robsellsnj.com and start your packing. Here's one I think you'll like, Jim. There's a person running for Congress in the 11th District, Rodney Frelinghuysen seat. He's not a Democrat. He's not a Repu- he's not a Republican. He's running on the Integrity Party, and his name is Robert Crook. <laughs> <laughs> That's unfortunate. So they got these signs all over uh, North Jersey. For Crook, Crook. Crook for Congress. <laughs> well, there you go. And everybody will take it as a Menendez <laughs> campaign sign. <laughs> think, yeah, Menendez uh, because is a good he's been accused it, anyway. Right? Of, of, but you, you, New Jersey people seem to love these uh, either corrupt, borderline corrupt, legally corrupt, or what politicians are people who are accused of it. I don't know why. Uh, in the same way that people love uh, politicians and keep reelecting them who are doing nothing but squeezing the people in some cases out of the state financially with the taxes and the like. Mm-hmm. I think it was Jeff Domensky on the afternoon here on the radio station who does a wonderful job of uh, <laughs> He's got a very... go, going, going after these oh, politicians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, and I think, I believe it was Jeff, anyway, one of the, one of the guys on the air had, had said that people in New Jersey are masochistic, you know, the opposite of sadistic. They, they like to be punished. I framed it in that more they for some reason they have the Stockholm syndrome. Mm, and I, after so many years and so much conditioning and so many generations going by with this, uh, people fall in love with their tormentor. Yeah. And they've come to the old Stockholm syndrome, they call it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But anyways, uh, speaking of uh political figures. Right. Oh, oh, you said that the, uh, well, we'll stick with Senator Menendez. You said that he had a comment, interesting comment right. on the after, Kavanaugh, uh, the Supreme Court After nomination. Brett Kavanaugh was uh, confirmed or uh-huh. it was heading that way on Saturday, somebody caught the uh, the Senator Menendez in the hallway at the Capitol and said, what do you think of the FBI uh, investigation? And he said, if that was, that, that was a BS investigation. But he didn't say BS. He, he said the whole thing right through. Rule. That's the first time I've ever seen a politician really just say some foul language when the the camera's running. He's being man of the people, you see. This is how people really talk. That that, The Kavanaugh thing, there's no way to describe it. That has got to be the most despicable, shameful, embarrassing event in American history. There was nothing there except they simply wanted to keep a person from getting on a court that they felt the left feels that they should have. And the fact that if they did put this person on, it might set back their attempt to change the Constitution to their own favor. He had done nothing. He had an impeccable reputation for fairness. Nothing. The accusation that they brought up that this Dianne Feinstein came up with to save her tale, Mm -hmm. 
had nothing. See, none of this had anything to do with reason, with with uh, anything rational, even with normal politics. Right. Uh, they're showboating because Feinstein was about to lose a primary, so she had to come. So she came up with this woman. Now, as somebody said, I think it was this senator from Maine, whom I came to admire Susan, very much, Susan Collins. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they gave the woman credit for the fact that something might have happened at a party right. when they were teenagers. And she, I don't believe she ever said she was raped or anything. There was no contact, no. but said somebody had apparently what tried to pull her clothes up or right. something of the sort. Tempted something. Well, yeah. that is absolutely ridiculous. But it got from that to the assumption on the left and maintaining that something awful did happen that she was no doubt brutally ravaged. She never even said that. Yeah. And so on they go with this thing. Here's how shameless it got. Also that he uh, what, had too much to drink in a bar one time when he was a kid and threw an ice cube at a waiter or something. Yeah. What ridiculous stuff. And there's nobody in, in, uh, in Washington who hasn't done stuff far worse. But that's, it's all beside the point. It has nothing to do with what they claim is the point. Uh, you get into things that are absolutely unforgivable. The Democratic Party in this event, ceased to be a political party. The Democratic Party, the leadership, is now a mob. Yes, agreed. Purely a mob. Totally agree, Jim. And they don't have the honor of the real mob. Mm-hmm. You know, the old, uh, <laughs> the the mob. Right. They at least had some honor. These people have absolutely none. There was a cartoon, political cartoon, that was published. And now uh, Justice Kavanaugh has two young daughters. I think they're, what, one is maybe approaching teen, one is a little younger. Yeah. But they had this cartoon of this child kneeling by her bed saying her prayers. And she says, God, please stop my daddy from being a drunken, drunken rapist. What? Yeah. And, and stuff like that. Oh, one of the person on this Colbert show, that's on one of the network oh, nighttime God. shows. Somebody on there, I don't know if it was him or guest or what, said, well, so he got confirmed. They didn't prove the charges, but at least we wrecked his life. Yeah, that was one of the writers that uh, what, tweeted what that. What the hell is then, going on? Then uh, that person had to d- delete their account or something like well, that. Well, yeah, but that doesn't make any... But where do these there. people come from who turn out with these big demonstrations? You look at the one that was trying to stop the vice president from coming out of the uh, uh, the Capitol building. The big, oh, they all seem to be like in their 20s and 30s white women. And who's paying for the signs? Who's paying well, for the banking? Uh, you know, yeah. well, that's good. Yeah. So the point is that this is all very well organized, yes. extremely well organized. People don't just arbitrarily get up and say, I think I'll go to Washington and demonstrate. It's all very, very efficiently organized. And, of course, there's a lot of Soros money and other money behind it. Right. Uh, and, and you know but, something? And, and there was no reason, now that the, uh, the whole uh, debacle is over, uh-huh. there was no reason that uh, the investigation could not have taken place privately Without the big circus, oh, without no. uh, the no. public pressure, whatever, they, no. if if the if the they could have really just investigated Doctor Ford's uh, claims privately I, over the last uh, couple of months I, over the summer. Why did it have to be a dog and pony show? I mean, this hurt. Most of my life, I have voted Democratic, and this goes back to Kennedy, big supporter of Eugene McCarthy. You got involved in that campaign, and all. And I've not belonged to the party, but I again, have, have leaned that way. But that was when the Democratic Party was a party, a political party with ideology. Now it's just nothing but what hate, anger, power, mm-hmm. lust for power. So I was writing down here uh, just a list of my comments, uh, words for how they behaved. And the whole thing is despicable. It is hateful beyond contempt. 
And so I would say for the leadership of the Democratic Party, the way they behaved here, the adjectives I would attach to them are it was awful, basic, beastly, cheap, contemptible, degrading, detestable, dirty, disreputable, ignominious, infamous, loathsome, mean, pitiful, shameful, slimy, sordid, vile, and wretched. I think they all qualify. I think you that, that was from the I Oxford English Dictionary it. of Words for Despicable. Yeah, I think and you, and, and there was it. all of those. It has absolutely nothing to do with his qualifications to sit on the court. It's just everything to do with the far-left liberals and their lackeys who are in the, the legislature in an effort to turn the Supreme Court into what they have turned the Democratic Party into. Mm-hmm. Uh, which and, and so the court would become a policy-making body like the Congress to simply implant their their views and, and their, their aims, their agendas. See, Lyndon Johnson, when he was president, said something that I think applies here. And you see this in all areas of politics. Uh, Lyndon Johnson said something, and somebody called him out on it and said, that's not the truth. And he said, in politics, there is a different truth. In politics, truth is not objectively, uh, objectively, observable, repeatedly observable phenomenon and fact. Truth to a politician is whatever advances his agenda. And that's it. And again, they get into the... the, the, It it turns out that this uh, Mr. Kavanaugh, in spite of all evidence, all logic, is this drunken, uh, what, sadistic... Because why? No evidence, no indication, because they said he was. And that's it. We said it. Right. Ipsy-dixit reasoning, it's known now, as. Well, looking forward now for the next three weeks, what do you think this is going to do to the election? Do it's you think it's to going tell. to galvan- galvanize one party over the other, Jim? Do you think it's going to... Do you think all oh, women are going to rise up against this? Why would... But again, you see, none of it's being done with any meaning or evidence. That's the thing. All this screaming and yelling and hysteria... And I often wonder, where is it coming from? What are these people really angry about? I don't know. I don't know. And, and that you would attach it to this. You, you would transfer your hatred, your bitterness, or something, onto an individual who hadn't done a thing wrong, right. except have a distinguished career. Right. And so the politicians, again, are going to turn it to... I think what they're doing, they're talking about corralling people. I think that what they're doing, they're capitalizing on some great wellspring of anger like the volcano before it goes off, you know, underground, right. of, of anger in this country. And, and they're channeling it into a, a, a political move. Oh, well, here's, here's an example. Did you hear the, the, the thing that happened at Facebook over this? Yeah. Uh, one of the uh, vice presidents for global public policy at Facebook uh, was longtime friends with Kavanaugh. He was uh, spotted sitting two rows behind Kavanaugh during some of the hearings. And it caused a big ruckus over at Facebook that, uh, oh, how could you go to there and and uh, you're, you're representing our company? No, the mm-hmm. guy was basically just friends with Kavanaugh for 20 years. He was in each other's wedding party and uh, he had to, the guy who had to apologize 
because of the mob rule, because of the mob uh, vote, uh, voice over there at Facebook. It just uh, got a little bit uh, out of hand. Well, and, and there's so many stupid things were said. This is one woman interviewed, and we know, why are you here doing this? And she said, uh, I've loved this country, but now somehow it's turned on women. And, you know, I have to yell and scream here to, because they're coming after, you know, women. Who? What? How do they... How are Americans so damn stupid that they buy this stuff? That, I guess, is a fundamental question. How stupid can you possibly get? Well, I'm sure we're going to find out how much more. The the bar not only has been lowered, the bar has been dropped into a pit in the ground. Yeah. You got, we got a little time. Kurt Vonnegut, great author that I admire very much and I mention a lot. And one of his novels, I don't remember exactly which one. There's a little short piece interesting here about uh, Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden, and everything was beautiful, it was lovely, the man, the woman, and they were cavorting around in the all together, you know, enjoying the food and the view and everything, and each other. And suddenly God appeared, walked into the garden, said, uh, in effect, God's saying, hey, it's happening there, what's happening? But God says, uh, how, how is everything? How is this life, this new thing I've created and given to you, how is it? And Adam said, it's great, it's wonderful. I said, I love the woman. Uh, I love everything, the scenery, the, uh, you know, everything is very comfortable. And God said, good. And Adam said, but there's one problem. And uh, God said, a problem? What's the problem? He said, Adam said, well, what's the point? (laughs) What's it all about? What's the purpose of all this? And God says, well, everything should have a purpose. And Adam said, well, of course. And God said, well, I'll leave it up to you to come up with one. So that was the Vonnegut thing. Mm -hmm. Now, my addendum from the first book of Bezos, and you figure out what that means. But anyway, uh, in in my view of it, that wasn't the end of the scene. As God walked, started walking away, Adam said, oh, I thought of something to give life meaning. And God said, well, what's that? And Adam said, stuff. We need stuff. (laughs) We need more stuff. We need more, we need stuff. And God said, well, what do you mean? Well, things, you know, all kind of things, material things. And God thought to himself, well, you know, I created these to be in some, next to the angels in the, ex- uh, but, but so, you know, I'll indulge them in this. So God created stuff. They don't tell you this, <laughs> no. on, you know, what, what went on on the eighth day. They no, don't, they, they don't. So he created stuff. And the firmament and the earth was filled with stuff. And so Adam said, this is wonderful, but how do I get it? And God did raise his hand and created Amazon. <laughs> and, but he, in other words, to back it up, God said, so that all may have stuff, he created cable television. <laughs> and he looked and he saw there was stuff. Adam said, wonderful, uh, with this stuff. And so God had uh, said, well, you know, I've done my job. And he walked away. But as God walked away, he's kind of muttering. He sort of shook his head a little bit and said, you know, I didn't didn't mean it. I created them. I thought they were going to be, you know, sort of spiritual creatures and and follow me. And uh, and they're wallowing over here, paying no attention to anything, you know, ready to kill anything to get the stuff. And God walked away and he shook his head and said, man, I really blew this one. (laughs) 
And then, according to the story, God went off to another planet right. <laughs> and st- decided to start all over again, leave this one to destroy itself. <laughs> right. But that that from the first book of Bezos. Uh, so, uh, anyway, more more next week on our religious part of our show. We'll get into that. See you then. Yeah, enjoy your stuff. Thanks for listening to the new Jim Gerhardt podcast. Still cooking and it's bigger than ever. From NJ1015.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.